Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got one of my dearest friends from the longest time ever, Lynn Reinhardt. Lynn, I'm so glad that you're with me today on the podcast. I am so glad to be here. I can't believe <laughs> we haven't done this before. I know. We were saying earlier, I said, you know, all of our conversations through the years are podcastable. So I don't know why we've not recorded something like this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. When we have, gosh, We've known each other a long time, and we've kind of been on this creative journey together. That's right. That's right. Um, I've often that, said about you and Mike, uh, Tanya and I always say this, that you are our friends in Atlanta that we didn't have to pray for, because we could just go out and, <laughs> we could go out and eat Williamson Brothers barbecue and get a big old slice of pie and talk about nothing other than Georgia, Tennessee football and just love on each other and we need friends like that right <laughs> oh we do that is so i you know it's a sense of family and every That's time awesome. i think the four of us get together or you and i talk or tanny and i talk and it's like we've been close because of who god is in us yeah. not only that but just like i i feel like you're a lost brother like what happened i know <laughs> Like I've never had a brother. Like now I have a brother. That's right. It's That's just, right. It's a it's a bond that we've already. It's a God thing, you know. That's right. Like I've just we've just always connected. Absolutely, absolutely. We're we're going on probably close to twenty years of of knowing oh, each yeah. other, which is crazy. And I remember, um, you know, as we began to get to know each other early on, we both knew that we were artists. I was in worship mostly at that time because I was leading worship in Atlanta where you guys were there at our church and all that. And then slowly you began to really ramp up your work in fiber arts. I was kind of ramping up what I was doing in basketry and everything. And it's really been so neat to, to watch your journey evolve over the years because I think all of us, you kind of think it's going to go one way and then it goes a completely different way. And it's like, what, Lord, what are you doing? It's incredible. Yeah. And, and it's like, you, well, you never predict what the Lord's going to do. Honestly, it's just, <laughs> I mean, that's just a, a lesson in futility. If you try to do that, I think. Um, and, and for me, and it's funny that my other friends have noticed this, but I think it's all about the journey. Like that has meant more to me in the last, I don't know, a couple of years where I've been like, no, you're right. It is all about the journey. It's how I choose to walk every day. It's, yeah. it's what, what are the lessons I'm learning along the way? It's yeah. I mean, there's a goal and I want to get there and that's kind of out there, but it's all about the journey for me and, and how I'm processing what God's put before me and the challenges or the struggles and the joys yeah. and the joys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was telling somebody the other day the story of how all of this started with, you know. <laughs> Praying in your basement. I remember it, that. Exactly. Well, it was like you guys were such a core couple for us at that time in our, our journey of trying to hear what the Lord was saying and discern right. these crazy dreams that I had of raising up an army of artists and what that meant. And um, I, I think the thing I've always loved about 
you and Mike uh, is like, you know, well, we may not understand everything, but we're willing to go for it. And I think that's, that's kind of this, this heart for the kingdom that Lord, we don't know what it's going to look like, but we're willing to step out there in, in the middle of it. Well, and I think if we know what it's going to look like, we're deceived. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, because I promise you, you know, in the, in what we've walked through, like what we, what I would have said to you 20 years ago is not where God is today. And I, and God reminded me of this this morning when I woke up, cause I was like, what am I going to talk to Matt about? And I was like, I don't know. We'll just talk. <laughs> but he reminded me, he reminded me that one day I was driving to Canton, Georgia, you had already moved. And I just had this, I had to call you. I had to call you and talk to you. And I remember calling you and talking to you and saying, you need to do videos Mm. and you need to record artists. Right. And I was like, where was that coming from? Because there was not YouTube then. That's right. There was not. And it was like, God just so came on me that I was like, you need to do this. And I remember calling you up going, you have to do this. And I think oh, okay. you were, and I think that's what you, you were like, okay, like, all right, Lynn, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then now I guess 10, 15 years later, we're like, oh, this is kind of what God meant. You know? Exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Well, you know, I was thinking just as you were talking, you know, both of us on our creative journey, I think, at least for me, and maybe you can echo this, but when the Lord began to speak to me about my creativity, I really only viewed it in the context of ministry and in the context of kind of overt Christian expression. Uh, you know, I was wrestling. I remember in those early years with God, am I supposed to plant a church for artists or what is this burden to raise up an army of artists look like? And are my, I remember struggling with the idea, well, God, my baskets, they're not Christian baskets. So what do I do with that? And I, I know that we've both struggled with those things over the years. And yet God's taken us both, from that place really into the marketplace into kind of this holistic expression of, of the kingdom. Talk a little bit about that journey for you because you're in such a, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but you're in such a wonderful place of influence now as a fiber artist who is leading other fiber artists and speaking into the lives of so many now on your YouTube channel and at conferences and things like that. But how did that evolution happen for you? Well, uh, you know, I think as artists, we all walk through the discovery process Mm, from the standpoint of, I tried it all. I mean, seriously, I could walk through Michael's and go, yep, tried that, did that. (laughs) I mean, there's not an aisle in Michael's that I haven't bought something from or, you know, attempted that. Right. And um, it was, uh, it was, it's fun. It's funny how God does this, but it was... um, in 91, I was in grad school and my aunt, who's this really neat lady, um, decided that she was, she was a collector of experiences, mm. right? So she would stay at all the bed and breakfasts in the state of Illinois. She would go to all the presidential um, museums in the country so that she could say she experienced all those things. Right. So one of the things she wanted to experience was there was this new museum opening in Paducah, Kentucky, and she, there's this conference and she wanted to go to it. And I was actually in um, grad school in Southern Illinois and I wanted to spend the day with my aunt and cousins. And so I skipped out on conversational analysis class <laughs> And I went to this conference and it was the national quilt um, show at Paducah. 
which is one of the premier shows in the country even today. Right. And they were opening this National Quilt Museum, and it was the first time this quilt museum had been open. And I remember walking in that museum and going, oh, my God, you can do this with fabric. Wow. And that was it for me. And my mother, I remember my mom saying to me, long time before she passed, but um, she said, when you found quilting, you didn't, you didn't do anything else. Mm. She was mm. like, you tried. I painted, I did ceramics, I did pottery, I, did, I didn't basket weave. <laughs> I didn't do that. But, you know, I made candles. I did, I mean, I, mean, I draw everything but when I found quilting it was just like that was I don't know and for me there's so uh, so magical about quilting and dealing with fabric and what you can do with it and how it's and and like you it's a it's a creation that can be artistic as well as um a comfort it's useful yeah yeah sure like not all my quilts you want to snuggle under because they've got so much thread in them. They're cardboard, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're useful and like baskets, as much as they're beautiful, they're also, there's a use for them. Right. And I don't know. So I, you know, I found this, this love of fiber and, and I'm very tactile and I think a lot of artists are where I just have to touch things and how does that feel? And, you know, and fabric does that for me. Fabric and thread, just, uh, I, I'm, I'm obsessed by it, but you know. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, I, 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 I so that was kind of the start of the journey. And yeah. then, you know, we moved to Georgia and I was like, I really want a sewing machine. So Mike bought me a sewing machine for an anniversary present. And I started quilt. I started, I'm going to learn how to make a quilt. And you know, I'm blessed because God put me in an area where quilting is cherished. There's a bunch of amazing quilters in this area, and I was a sponge. Right. And I took every class I could take. I, you know, I became friends with quilt store owners who were, you know, big in the marketplace, and they took me under their wing. Then I went and did quilt appraisal classes. I'm a certified quilt appraiser, um, which was a you know, six year process. Uh, I was like getting my doctorate in quilting. Honestly, right. it's crazy. Um, so then it, and it just became a, a, you know, it just kept growing. I kept getting more knowledge about it. And then I met one of my dear, dear friends, my business partner, Pam Cobb. And we kind of looked at each other and said, we love talking about this. Let's, let's, well, what happened was we were, um, we were helping promote the quilt show, the quilt show that our guild puts on every two years. Right. And we had gotten the idea of going downtown Woodstock, which is where, you know, we live and doing a man on the street interview. Like what's more expensive, this car or a sewing machine. And of course everybody's <laughs> going to go a car. And you're like, no, no. this is Lord's, you know, are there more quilters in the United States? Or people in the state of Florida. There's more quilters in the United States. Oh my gosh. You know, so we found these, you know, crazy statistics. Right. And we had so much fun interviewing people. We were like, we should do this. What do you, how are we going to do this? So we, we decided, <laughs> this is such a, we decided we're going to do a YouTube show. <laughs> 
as you do. Why not, right? Why not? Five years ago, we're like, let's do a YouTube show. So literally, we sat down and we came up with, and it took us a while to figure out the format. And if you watch our first shows, which are still out there, um, you're kind of like, oh, dear, they've learned. Um, <laughs> I know that when I look at my first videos, I'm like, who gave me a camera? Yeah, why exactly. They, why were they doing <laughs> I mean, and we filmed the first two years on my iPhone. Mm. Yeah. And Mike, of course, my husband, um, is into audio and all that kind of stuff. So he had the, you know, and then we brought in two people that we knew that would help with production. So we have a production team now that, you know, was with us with we film. And so we, we were doing one a month for the first year and the second year we're like, well, let's do two. Yeah. So we record two episodes every month and we release stuff now and now it's crazy. It's crazy. We've been doing this. We're getting ready to start our fifth year. And we've done zero advertising. We've got over five, I think 550 subscribers on YouTube. We've got over half a million downloads and views. Um, and it's just like, but we're very much in the marketplace. It's not a, right. you know, not that I don't talk about God. You know, there are certain... You can watch episodes where I refer to quilts and say, this was a spiritual journey for me. And here's what the journey was. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very open about that, but it's not about, you know, I prayed about this fabric. Right. Know? Right. <laughs> and God said, use it. <laughs> I think that's so important for all of us. Cause it's like, I had to come to that place in my own journey where I, I began to really believe that God cared more that I created than what I created. Right. My, the very act of being in the studio, the very act of, releasing creative expression through my life that's what bring brings glory to him and anytime i would try to front load that with this sort of overt christian metaphor parentheses not that there's anything wrong with that and that sort yeah. of thing but you know anytime that i would try to struggle with this thing of well this is what this means and this is what you should get out of this piece and this is the process it just kind of fell flat but when i would just create and be in the studio with no agenda then all of a sudden freedom is released joy is released in me people seem to find a place of connection in my work and i think that's to me that's the beauty of the of the creative process and i think a lot of people get hung up with well does it have to be overtly christian or not and i'm like no you're a christian you love jesus now go do something that's great that he can he can use and bring you abundant life through I, well exactly and um you know, we have, we have patterns. We have over 25 patterns that are picked up by a distributor that are sold in local quilt stores. And so all this time we're doing this, this YouTube show, we're also establishing a brand, of, right. you know, the stitch TV show, and we're becoming personalities on that show. And then we have, you know, we're backing that up with, um, you know, patterns. Well, okay. Our patterns are a part of our expression, but you know, Pam and I, from the very beginning, decided that, you know, how do we make our patterns stand out? Right. And so what we decided, and this is so us, what we decided is, you know, we're going to provide a playlist of all music and videos that you should listen to and watch while creating this quilt. Because we, <laughs> we care about your t entire, you know, quilting the holistic experience. experience. Right, exactly. Like, so if you're, if you're in your room, you can put on these movies and it'll go with the theme of this quilt or whatever. And 
<laughs> and they're all like 80s pop reference, pop culture stuff. So, and we just think that's hilarious. Nobody else is doing it. We think it's funny. And now people comment about it all the time. And it's funny about, you know, you're established and you've done this too with the, the thriving Christian group on Facebook, you're establishing a community. And, and so there's this sense of I'm relating to these people yeah. on a personal level about what they're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how do I encourage that? Like I, I do take a lot of time to go, like I read most of the comments I, and I'm still at a place we can do that. Um, I read most of the comments. I respond. We communicate with people. I emails back saying, you're my first celebrity that answered my email. And I'm thinking, <laughs> really? Like, that's crazy. I'm just here in my quilt room. <laughs> Looking at yeah. you. And, and people say that. They're like, I hang out with you because I listen to you while I quilt. And I feel like I know you. And I'm like, yeah. because you've met me. I'm the exact same online as i am in real life person and yeah this is how i talk and this is how i talk i love that when people come in the studio i have people come in all the time and they'll come around the corner and this lady the other day she was like oh my god oh my god you're here yeah. and i'm like okay she's like I, didn't, I just didn't think you'd be here and i'm like where do you think i'm at i'm like this who's somebody's got to make the baskets i mean you know but i think because of the internet and all that people think that you're something that you're not and i, yeah. I love that i I think in particular about artists, the ones of us that are sharing our journey online, we're just regular people that are, are figuring this thing out and walking with Jesus just like you are and have had the grace to be able to share that journey and, and hopefully share the potholes and the, and the successes with others. You know? Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Right. And it's not all about, well, you know, saying on the, on my show, Jesus loves you every day. You know, right. I, I don't, that's not important. I mean, yes, that's important, but I'm talking like how I normally, so if something about God strikes me, I may say something about it. Right. We did this one episode about mindful quilting and, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it's a big trend in the quilt world to do, and not, I guess it's not just quilt world, but, you know, the artisan community to be mindful about your craft and take time and slow down and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, you know, and I was like, this made sense to me because, yeah, I pray when I sew. Yeah. Like there are sometimes I don't have any music, any videos on anything, and I'm just 
I get into a zone of just praying for whatever I, you know, right. whatever's on my heart, I guess that day. Yeah. Um, so it, a part of the whole creative process is, is, you know, my spiritual connection to, to Jesus and to God and, you know, oh, so this was really interesting. <laughs> I mean, I squirrel. love it. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go off on a squirrel tangent. So I've been working on, and it's funny, do you work on stuff and like God talks to you specifically about what that is? Yeah. Why you're yeah, creating absolutely. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've been working on this quilt that's named Identity. And it's the Alice in Wonderland scene where the caterpillar is looking at um, over it and Alice is going, you know, looking at him over the, the mushroom and the caterpillar says, who are you? Mm. And Alice says, I don't know. Cause I've changed a few times since this morning. Mm. Um, and I felt like that's part of my spiritual journey of, you know, I think every artist t says, who am I, you know, and, and part of it is changing. And so I've spent the last, I don't know, three months really looking at identity and who I am and all that kind of stuff. And so I've been watching a lot of different stuff and I watched uh, Brene Brown, who I think is really interesting, um, did a special on Netflix about vulnerability. Right. And she made this statement that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity. Mm. And then, so I, you know, I'm thinking about that for a while and I'm like, wow, God, you know, there's the law of first mention in the Bible. The first time right. it's mentioned is what, so, stage, right. Yeah. Right. So the very first verse of the Bible is in the beginning, God created. <laughs> right. So that's saying to me, God has been at the most vulnerable of who he is in the beginning is where creativity happens. Right. And out of vulnerability is the only place where we can experience true joy, mm. which is different than happiness. Right. Totally different than happiness. And so like I've spent a lot of time thinking, okay, God, the more vulnerable I am in the creative process, the more I experience, I can experience joy. And what and does that mean for you, vulnerable? Because I think vulnerability, I'm thinking no expectations, laid on the line, willing to go with something even though I don't understand it, embrace the emotion of it, all of that. I mean, what does that mean for you, vulnerability, in, your, in that process? I mean, it's, it's embracing uncertainty. It's yep. embracing risk. I mean, and as artisans, aren't we risking putting out there the work and creative stuff that we do? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, and I think that that's a, um, that's a process, man. Oh, yeah. Man, totally. Well, it's a From perfect lead into what we were talking about off camera, just kind of sharing before we got on, which is, both of us in the last couple of years have walked through the death of our moms. Right. And that has, you know, you don't ever know how that's going to affect the death of a parent, the death of a, a spouse or a loved one or whatever. You, you never know how that's going to affect you. And for both of us, it's had really profound effects on our creative journey. I mean, this is uh, June, begin, well, end of May, early June, we're recording this. My mom died in at the end of September. 
And I was just saying earlier, you know, I've had zero, I mean, none, no desire, willingness to be in the studio, no creative flow. I feel like everything that I've done has just been going through, you know, going through the motions. My sister, we were talking on the phone last night. She said, I feel the same thing. She's a, a pastry chef in Chicago, you know, so we both make our living <laughs> from a right, being creative place of creative flow, you know, right. and, and, and the ability to tap into that and let it flow through your life. And that's one of the biggest difficulties right now is learning how to be vulnerable and learning how to accept where you are. And at the same time, not disengage from the creative flow, even though it feels so different and so foreign uh, in this season than it has in others. Uh, and I think and I, my mother passed five years ago. So I've walked a little bit further in the journey and I, and just, for the audience, Matt and I were both extremely close to our mothers. Yeah. I talked to my mother every day, you know, she was my best friend. Um, and so her passing was really just a heart wrenching, difficult thing. Um, in fact, our, both our mothers knew each other and were friends. Um, and, uh, so yeah, but for me, because I was still working full time in a corporate job when my mom passed, and I would—I had to wear myself out physically almost to the point of, you know, exhaustion um, before I allowed myself to rest. Yeah, and that's really a hard place to be at for my personality type. I really have a hard time not doing something. <laughs> like my husband will the say kingdom must advance right we got to get on with oh it. my gosh i just <laughs> like i can't go to the beach and sit like i don't right. understand that like right. that doesn't whereas my husband's like just stay still and i'm like i can't stay still we gotta do something <laughs> we're here what are we doing right Come what are we doing <laughs> let's make a plan um but okay so for me what i found and and it's it's a definitely a process but what i found was i had to take things down to most basic simple tasks mm. that required no creativity mm. but were a step in that direction yeah and as a quilter or fiber artist sometimes that's just sewing two blocks together right two pieces of fabric together and that repet you know that just keep and and whether it was buying a kit that somebody else created and all I had to do was cut it out right. and just, and, and, and it's, it's being in the creative world, but not demanding the design, which is to me a whole different brainwave. Right. It's still keeping my hand in the creative and what brings me joy, but I'm struggling with, you know what and I my mean? My sister said last night, she said everything that we did for, you know, because her world is kind of based around holidays. So she said right. everything that we, in pastry world, she said everything we did for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day this year, she said it was all repeats from years before. Usually she, she's kind of like me. She prides herself in these one-of-a-kind, really special creations never seen before. Right. And she said this year I just didn't have it. She said I did not have, she right. said I would work all day. She's at the, at the you know, Bakery. pastry shop at four o'clock in the morning, getting home at six in the afternoon. She said, I'd come home and, and uh, just fall apart some days. And then I'd eat dinner and go to bed and <laughs> come back in the next day. And I was like, I can totally relate. And she just kind of got into this rhythm of 
doing things that she had done before with me, I, I would echo the same kind of thing is I'm just kind of in the process right now, repeating things I've done, staying in the process, not totally jettisoning that process from me, but, but just realizing that, you know, you can't expect too much from yourself um, in the grief process. And I think for what I'm hearing about your story, Lynn, and I, I would say this about mine, I think people underestimate the power of the longevity of your journey because oh, you, gosh. you will, I mean, you, we think about 20 years ago when we met and then even before that, when we both started our journey and what we're doing now, there have been ebbs and flows and seasons of ups and downs and seasons of inspiration, seasons of learning. And I think when people like look at my life or look at your life right now and they think, wow, they're living the dream or I want to be doing that. It's like, you're seeing one snapshot. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> of a little really bit, are. you know, a little bitty picture of a journey. And right. it's, it's not about that. You're just seeing one part of my journey right now. Well, and uh, you know, it's funny. There's a meme that's gone around in the quilting world um, with designers, quilt designers. Um, and I think it's so true. Like every time I design a new quilt, it's the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> the anointing of new, right? That's what it's awesome. Saying. It's incredible. <laughs> it's going to be the best ever. And then you get into the design process where you have to start, you know, and I write patterns, um, which is difficult for me. Um, it's not my favorite part of the process. So I struggle with that because I'm like, well, you just do it. It's like, <laughs> cut it up. And my business partner, who's got um, a degree from Georgia Tech and is very, you know, um, engineering process focus. She's like, well, how do I cut it up? Right. And what's the, you know, the measurements and all that kind of stuff. Um, Cause I design without that and then go back and try to figure it out. <laughs> um, she does it. She doesn't do it that way. Right. Um, but so it's the best idea you ever have when you first start it. And then you're like, Oh, okay, this could be tough. And then you go through the process or you, you're, you're still in this journey of, Oh my God, who, who, thought of, who thought of this? Like, this is awful. And then it's the worst idea I've ever had. And then I can't believe I'm still working on this. And then it's like, Oh God, what is this ever going to be done? <laughs> There's a deadline. Right. <laughs> I've got to get this to the publisher, you know, at a certain time. And then you come on the other side and you start seeing the light and you're like, wait a minute. Right. This is good. Like yeah. this is, well, this has got some quality to it. This is, and so, and I think that's part of all of our journeys yeah. in that, oh God, I love you. This is amazing. This is so great. I get to create. It's wonderful. And they're like, oh wait, this work. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what, you know, your favorite part of the process is. Everybody's got a part of your creative world that right. you're like, I hate doing that. Yeah. Whether it's, marketing or the bills or you know i hate binding right board i hate binding it's not my favorite part of the quilt process but guess what it doesn't get done unless i do the binding right well and for you know, all of us i think your willingness to push through those ugly parts or the yeah. parts that you don't like or your your willingness to push through the seasons of of non-inspiration you know of, of absolutely that ability that grit really defines people that will, I think, be able to step into the fullness that God has for them in their, in the creative realm and in life, or people that will be, remain being paralyzed. And I, 
I see that all the time in the mentoring program or at conferences or whatever. You see people that they had a hiccup in their life or they had a trauma in their life or one thing and that thing shut them down. Right. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you, I think the more we were also talking about the power of community earlier, you know, just before we got on here, but I think it's our willingness to invest our lives in others who can, who can look at us and say, you know what? I know you think this defines you right now. I know you think this sucks. I know you think this is, you're never going to get over this, but you are. And I'm going to walk with you in it. And as you do, you build authority and strength for the next leg of the journey. And okay. So I'm going to be super vulnerable here, but, um, it's the theme I think of that. This is, I think this is important to point out. So, um, my husband and I have walked through infertility for 20 years. We, mm wanted to have children and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is, if you've ever walked through that, it is a tough, it is a tough, tough road. That being said, the thing that helped me walk through that huge pain of not being able to have children and losing it, we'd had an eptopic, we lost a child in 2000. And this is right before I met um, Matt, um, the thing with that is when I was able to give back to other people who were being blessed with children and able to give into that, like I still, like we were at that season, you know, you go through seasons of life where, um, everybody's getting married, everybody's having kids, everybody's, you know, whatever, you know, their kids are graduating high school and stuff. Um, when you're able to give into that place where you're lacking, you will find more peace about your issue. And that mm. to me is community. That's so good. Because I can still celebrate someone else's child and not have one of my own mm. and be totally at peace that that's not what God has for me. Yeah. But that's what God has for them. And I choose to celebrate that. And let me say the first, the first time was the roughest. Um, you know, we lost a baby, had an eptopic, had surgery. And literally two weeks after that surgery, I had to be at a um, baby shower for my sister-in-law. Mm. Mm. So it's kind of like, and, and I think when you look at a creative journey, if you've been knocked down, you need to find a way. And man, it's hard. And I do not, you know, oh, God, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But if you can find a way to pour into someone else out of your loss or pain or wherever, however you've been knocked down, if you can find a way to care about somebody else, bitterness will not find root in you. That's good. That's good. And that, and that's how you get back up. Yeah. Is you care about, you get your eyes off you and your stuff and you go, okay, God, how can I bless somebody else, encourage somebody else, celebrate someone else, support someone else? How can I do that with your love because what you're going to get back is so much more valuable because you cared about somebody else. And that's community. That's, 
and that's so key in getting back up. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This has been rich. (laughs) We we should do this again. I I, know. It's like, this is, this is good stuff. I think it's just, it's like somebody said to me the other day, Matt, I love when you talk about your garden, you know, because it's such a metaphor for life. And I think, you know, God is always speaking through every season. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Uh, every season, every trial, every up, every down, every experience of our life, he's speaking and he's trying to show us the reality of the kingdom, trying to show us the reality of us maturing and growing in him. And um, it's it's been an honor all these years, Lynn, to love you guys and to walk oh, yeah. with you guys and to see the Lord blooming and blossoming uh in your life i know others are going to want to connect with you on social media and on youtube and that sort of thing to see the stitch so what's the best place for people to continue that journey with you okay so you can watch all of our shows which there's like 500 hours of content out there at the stitch tv show.com or we're on youtube the stitch tv show um we're also on instagram the stitch tv show uh, I'm hearing a pattern. I'm hearing a pattern. Yeah, there, there's a pattern. We're on Facebook, the Stitch TV Show. Um, we have a brand. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, it's uh, Lynn Reinhardt. Um, I'm on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm Cotton Art Studio. Awesome. Um, so that's where you would find me on Instagram. And we'll but put we the post- links to all of those all in the yeah. show notes so that people can can click on those and get them so and we post stuff every week if you're a quilter or fiber artist we talk about quilting and all that kind of stuff we post every week twice a week um we have videos and tips and we talk about quilting a lot a lot (laughs) (laughs) lot. before we came on lynn was joking she was like we talked for 45 minutes the other day about thread and we didn't finish (laughs) Right. Yeah. I can talk a lot about it. Nerd alert. We all do it, right? Oh, and we also have classes online. So we've got classes that you can link to. If you want a great beginner quilt class, um, it's out there on our website. Yeah. And patterns and merchandise and whatever. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Lynn Reinhardt, thank you so much for for being on the podcast today. It's been such a great time to, to reconnect and hear you share your heart. All right. Thank you, Bad Tommy. And we'll, we do need to do this again because we could talk more. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.